to Say It Southern. Aspiring to live not just as moms, but as modern Southern women, we began this project to hear from those who inspire us and recognize those who are achieving their own personal goals. Listen in as we celebrate the South and those who say it Southern. Bob Guinea came into our homes every Monday night on season one of The Bachelorette, and America fell in love. Devastated by his departure from Trista's season, we were thrilled when ABC decided to bring him back as The Bachelor of season four. Not finding love on either show didn't turn out all bad. A lady by the name of Oprah Winfrey fell in love with him, and Bob's hosting and TV gigs were just getting started. Find out what Bachelor Bob is up to now, how he feels about the show today, and hear about the one who finally stole his heart. Join us now as we say it Southern with Bob Guinea. Okay, everybody, we're so excited to have Bob Guinea with us. Season OG, let's see, season what, Bob? Four? Season one of The Bachelorette, season four of The Bachelor. Boy, I was yeah. the first male reject that they brought back. Double dipper. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. You're the reason they still do this. <laughs> like, I cannot I stand it. It's my pet peeve, by the way, that they keep yeah, recycling these people. But with you, like, I didn't mind it. No. I remember because um, we, everybody wanted you. You were like America's favorite yes. guy for Tristan. That's very nice. Thank you. It was really true, though. Yeah, it I was. mean, I remember being like, what? No. When, it, when you know, you got down to what? The, fi- the third one? Actually, no. I was, I was the fifth one. I wasn't even a hometown date. Oh, oh see, you got robbed. Yeah. You got robbed. Not really. You got to come back as The Bachelor. Which, yeah, right. So. Yeah. yeah. No, you know, it's funny. I, um, I mean, Tristan and I have both told this story before, but it was kind of weird because, you know, it had gotten down to the – at this point, they went down to six – and, uh, and Trista and I never kissed. And it was like, we're, I'm in the final six here. And I'm like, oh man, you know, and the producers at that time were pretty heavily, heavy handed as, as I'm sure Sarah can admit, like they were really involved, you know, I'm sure it's even worse now, but we were, you know, no one really knew what was going on back then. I was the first season of the bachelorette. So it was only the third season they'd taped at that point. And, uh, what is my son doing? Oh, he's got the candles up, guys, just in case. The house goes up behind me, let me know. <laughs> we'll let you know. It'll probably be nice lighting for the show. Um, but uh, so they were like, hey, by the way, um, Trista really wants to kiss you. And I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, I'm like, they, Trista came up to you and said, man, I sure wish I could kiss Bob today. And they're like, yeah, I go on a group date with six dudes. So yeah, I'm like, no, she didn't. And I'm not doing it. And it, it, it became one of those things where then I felt so uncomfortable that uh, on this date we were on, it was uh, four of us on a group date, and uh, they came up to me and did it again, you know, and I was like, you know, you guys are just, I'm like, it's just so stupid. And so I went over and I grabbed like a couple beers or something, and I come walking back, and I said, hey, where's Jamie? And this guy, Jamie Blythe, who I'd become really good friends with, and Jamie's, you know, I realized that they went up and said the same thing to Jamie, and he believed him, so he was out there, and Trista <laughs> totally tombstoned him. He goes... Do you mind if I kiss you? And he leaned in and she's like, uh, yeah, I mind. I'm like, that was awesome. Could have been me. (laughs) Could have been me. Hopefully it wasn't. Yeah. So he crashed and burned on that instead of me. But yeah, so it was one of those things. We were sitting in a hammock. We had a nice conversation. And I'm like, I just don't know if I'm ready for you to meet my family. Mm. Like, I really don't. I'm like, I don't know if I'm that guy for you yet anyway. Because, you know, she didn't really tell us. But it was so nice because years later we talked about it. 
she was like, you know, she's like, I, I was on the fence as to what I was going to do. I really liked all six guys that were left. And she was like, and I was kind of at this point where I was like, who am I going to take home to meet my family or go home to meet their family? And, and she's like, and you did give me an out. And she's like, and so I took it, you know, and she's like, but I, I just knew we'd always be friends. And we kind of had that friend vibe going anyway. So it was, it was nice. Yeah. Um, well, first, let me just, it's nice to meet you. I love when I meet other bachelor people because, you know, like for me and maybe for you too, but like after the show, it's like kind of like just done. And yeah. I knew Travis, you know, and we had like a few people, but I don't really know. And like, it's like, I feel like connected to all these people, but don't really know them at all. <laughs> you yeah. Know? I've, I've probably had the opposite experience. I, I mean, it was, um, the first couple of years after the bachelor, I was very uh, removed because it's kind of a long, weird story, but. I was a musician going on to the show and, and they actually sued me when the album came out, even though they knew that's what I did. So Shut I had to go up. through this whole litigation thing. Um, so I kind of stayed away for a while, but then I got roped back in and then I started meeting everyone and they would always be like, well, Trista's the, the, the godmother of the show and you're the godfather of the show. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. And that lasted for a while. And I thought that was kind of nice. And then, you know, now it's like, now it's just ridiculous if you're still hanging around i was on this show 17 years ago so if you're still going to bachelor reunion parties at that point if it's not about you like you know if it's not like you're trista and you're the queen then you, i just don't feel right going you know so yeah I, I go to some stuff like i went to uh the jade and tanner wedding which was actually the 25th thing and i loved being there because firestone and i are still buddies and so we were able to meet up there and this sarah's crush sarah's oh, got a crush right? Well, deservedly so. He's hey, a hunk. this is Truth Truth Tellers yeah. edition. Sarah's got a crush. He's a hunk. I'll tell you. I don't blame you. <laughs> My wife has one too. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> but actually, I became friends with Aaron Bergie outside of the Bachelor. Uh-huh. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, and we became really good friends, and uh, I really love that guy. You talk about someone who's been away from the Bachelor. He he hasn't had anything to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when we finished up, Travis was like, he was just kind of in a hard spot. And he was like, I'm done. I don't want anything to do with it. And so, like, we really were pushed away. And then they were kind of, they were threatening to sue me for the ring and all this stuff like that. So, I kind of, I left with a really bad taste in my mouth, too. Yeah, yeah you kind of had like, you, mm-hmm. yeah, you can't, it kind of came back around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me a minute to kind of be like, well, yeah. okay. It really Life was, moved on. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just it. After a while, you look back on the experience and you can say, oh, I like the experience yeah. or this was good or that was good. Mm-hmm. And you take the positives from it. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I loved it. It was great for me. Obviously, I got the, you know, Oprah mm-hmm. like was a big fan of my season. And so oh yeah. because of that, I started a career in television that lasted for a long time. And Have you been watching the GOAT seasons, the greatest seasons of all time? Well, I feel like they've omitted two of them. Uh, Clearly. Uh, yeah. No, you know, uh, I, uh, they called me to do, yeah, first of all, um, I watched, I've watched two. I watched Ben Higgins, and I, and I just, I really love Ben. He's just a really nice guy. And then I watched Trista's, of course. Um, but it was kind of funny because they called me for Trista's, and I thought I was going to do this full interview, and I was all excited. And um, they sent me the stuff, and I was ready to go, and. Then two days before we're supposed to do the interview, they call me back and they're like, listen, this is really hard for us to tell you, but we're changing the show up for Trista's because we're going to actually cover the first season of The Bachelor, which they weren't originally going to do. They're going to, and we're going to cover her wedding. Like, so we're going to really crunch it down. And they're like, and we're only going to talk about, you'll be in stuff, which I was, thankfully. I'm sorry about my 
son, like, basically constructing. <laughs> okay. he's, he's taking a wall down. He's building a new playhouse. Yeah. He's a busy guy. He's a busy guy. <laughs> but uh, they were like, you know, we're not going to really cover – we're not, we're not going to have time to cover you on this one. And I was like, no, I get it. That's totally fine. I was super bummed. But then when I watched the show, I was like, you know, it makes sense. I mean – it is, the show is about finding love. It's not about the comic relief in the background doing a running man. So I get why, you know, I get why at the end of the day they didn't cover me on it. But I was all excited. And then they're like, well, we may be covering your season. And I'm like, I don't think you will. My season had no crazy drama. We had no scandal. And there was no happy ending. I didn't get married in the end. You know, yeah. I didn't post it. So I can't see why they would actually cover mine. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, That's I, how I, I feel about like season eight. I was like, there was we didn't end up together. We were in Paris, France. I which, feel like Paris is a pool, though. I feel like that would be, especially right now, since we can't travel outside the United States. Yeah, it might be oh, nice to see but a change of scenery. Like Paris, Paris, the Bachelor, yeah. yeah, but I just want to go back and like watch all these older episodes because and see yeah. and remember all these people that we sat and watched for two hours every Monday I, night. So I've been a little disappointed, you know, seeing some of the newer seasons play in you know i think i think that came i i mean knowing how this machine works which i got to know it really well over the last several years so i think they i think they thought it would help spike the ratings because i don't think it was rating like they hoped it would but i think tristan season probably i think the older seasons would probably do even better because a lot of the people haven't seen those that are fans now yeah okay yeah which brings up a good point how old were you when you did your the first season uh, when I was on Trista's, I was 31, and I was one of the older guys. Yeah. yeah. And then I was 32 when I was The Bachelor, and that actually informed my decision quite a bit at the end of my season. For sure. When it got down, when it got down to the final four girls, and I was like, and the girl, actually the girl who was a runner-up on my season, uh, Kelly Joe, who was, I mean, amazing. Yes, I yes. remember yes. her, I remember loved her. Yeah. She was 23. And, yeah. yeah. Just, but what's funny is that... I, you know, once I was done with The Bachelor and I was single, I dated girls that were I had that same age difference with. But in the show, those producers are kind of in your head a little bit. And they're like, well, are you sure she's ready? And you're like, yeah. I don't I know if I'm ready. What are you talking about? You know? <laughs> so yeah. it was one of those things that they actually kind of, you know, it sort of like tipped the scales for me. And because um, I was such a, a neurotic mess about the whole thing. I was so worried about hurting people's feelings. And I actually liked being, like when I was on The Bachelorette, with Trista, it was actually a little more fun for me. I hate to say that, but I had more fun because I was just having a blast. It was, yeah. you know, then when I was The Bachelor, it was so heavy and so serious. And I tried to lighten it up as much as I could, but I was just like, oh my God. And night one, you have people saying, you know, oh my God, I fell in love with you on your season with Trista and I, I love you. And you're like, you don't even know me. Like, that <laughs> was just really good editing. I'm a jerk, you know? Yeah. So it was, Really difficult for me, actually, when I was The Bachelor. It was a, it, I loved doing it, and I had a really fun time doing it, and I wouldn't change anything, but it was a little more fun to be on Trista's season. Well, the two shows are like that, though, because it seems like with the boys, it's a frat party, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, you're still, like, doing cannonballs off oh, the yeah. side of the pool, and then, like, on the girls, there's, like, weaves flying everywhere and, like, <laughs> a therapist on set. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's kind of heavy. It's, it's kind of a <laughs> different thing. Funny, so... Trista came home one night. I'll never forget it. It's one of my favorite sort of, uh, I don't even know. I don't think it was a blooper reel thing, but it definitely was funny. But uh, she came home uh, from a date without me. No, way. She came home from a date with me. And we all get back to the house. And, you know, there's 15 dudes laying around 
I think they were reading scripture. Maybe they're having a prayer circle. <laughs> and sure. then, uh, then she goes on a date without me and she comes back and people are puking in garbage cans. And I'm on the seat, I'm on the roof of the house in board shorts and an apron, sweeping beer cans off. Cause I got everyone to play the century club, hundred shots of beer in a hundred minutes and throw the beer cans on the roof. So um. she comes out. I don't know they're there. She comes out, my buddy Jamie, I'm sweeping cans. He's trying to catch them in the garbage bag and we're laughing our asses off. May I say ass? Sure. Sorry. She's laughing our butts off. <laughs> and uh, she comes out she's like, oh. And the cameras are on her, you know, and I'm like, oh, no, this is not good. <laughs> and she goes, why is it when I go out with you, I come back and everyone's sleeping and I go out without you and I come back and it's like a frat party. And you guys are just, she's like, you know, and I said, well, I, I got to be honest, Trista, I don't know. What to tell you? I'm like, you're, I, I feel like my new girlfriend's dating my 14 new best buddies. Just, <laughs> I'm like, oh, what the heck I'm doing, man? I'm like, I'm just trying to make the most of it, you know? Can't listen to the radio, watch TV, or read a newspaper. So I've, I've got nothing to do but drink here. And, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Happens to be the strength of mine. I, it happens to be something I focus on when I'm not here. And, <laughs> you know, it's just really something else. It was tough adjustment, but she did say that. And, and I will say to, to that end, you know, years later, they cast the show much di- much differently when it's The Bachelorette because my season, or Trista's season, I should say, was we were really buddies, like mm-hmm. genuinely. We didn't know we were supposed to hate each other, you know, yeah. and we didn't know we were supposed to be catty, and we didn't know we were – and in fact, I got yelled at once. I, I mean, Mike Fleiss, I'll never forget, he pulls me aside, and he's like, hey, why don't you quit ruining my show? He's like, it's okay if there's drama. And I'm like, yeah, but you guys got like a, a camera under a towel while these two dudes are complaining about this other guy, and you're like – sneakily set it down. I'm like, I just wanted them to know there was a camera there. He's like, and I want them not to know there's a camera there. Mm-hmm. He's like, keep your mouth shut, you know? Uh-huh. So it was an interesting thing for me. But I'm, you know, I'm born and raised in, in Detroit. So I was like, I got to go home to Detroit, man. So I'm not going to be nice to your face and a jerk behind your back. If I'm a jerk, it's, you're going to see the whole, I'm always going to be a jerk. I think that's why people I, love do that. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. were yeah. just, I mean, it's hard to catch that kind of authenticity, you know? And I don't know. It was, it was, you were magnetic, and because of that, I feel like you've been able to continue this amazing relevance. <laughs> you really without have. Be, without being on Netflix or Direct TV download. <laughs> well, that's very sweet of you to say. Yeah, I had a nice run. I kept um, I kept working in television actually for quite a while, and um, but you know, it got to the point where I was like captain of the JV, and sooner or later, you got to look at yourself and go, "What am I doing? Like, I'm not Ryan Seacrest." Mm-hmm. I want to have a family and I'm also like you said about the relevance thing I'm like how long am I going to be relevant like you know at, at the end of the day I kept waiting for someone to sort of kind of usurp me on the uh the 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 JV hosting circuit which yeah. is what I was basically doing and um you know I, I just felt like sooner or later I had to take control of my life again because I was sort of just really I was having a great time I mean I live in LA and you know, bought a nice house there and was able, I, I worked for, uh, for, uh, HGTV for a few years. So I was able to use my connections there to really make this place great. And then I just turned it into like a party pad, you know, and uh-huh. that went on for a few years. And then I was like, what am I doing? My sister actually, <laughs> my, my family is so great because my sister basically at one point was like, you're beginning to become embarrassing. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, your girlfriends keep getting younger and you, I go, keep staying the same age, right? Like Matthew McConaughey. And she mm-hmm. goes, no, 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 you're not. You're, you're getting older and more pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love a sister. Yeah. Gotta love a yeah, sister. She's obviously my big sister. And I was like, 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's funny that you said that. I, said, I think you might be right. Like, I didn't get mad. I was like, God, you might be right. And, um, and then I met my wife, and I was like, I knew that I wanted to be with her and, and have a family. And so to do that, I had to have a real job. And that's when I met Melanie. Mm. You guys, are, yeah. <laughs> Hey, I gotta, is it hard for you, be honest, to watch the newer cast members, you know, they, they're instantly famous. They're instantly have a million followers. They've got, you know, that, that fun coming at them. Endorsements left and right. Everybody's oh, brightening yeah. their teeth and drinking diarrhea tea. Where like you, <laughs> you've had to work hard, you know, to stay yeah. in that. You know, it's not the first time. I, I mean, I started, I started as a musician. Um, I signed a record deal right out of college and, uh. And I remember when I was on the when I was on the Bachelorette, it was right when American Idol started. Okay. And I remember meeting, I remember meeting Clay Aiken at Good Morning America, and I was a fan, you know, and uh, until I met him, and, and then then I was not a fan. And here's why: I'm not. I don't want the claymates coming after me. But claymates. He uh, he was like I get out of the car to walk into GMA, and I'm shaking hands, kissing babies, and hugging people, and taking pictures, and. Yeah, it was like Clay was like the president, man. They, they have people, and he's just marching through, you know. And I, and that made me angry. And I was like, and everyone's was was like, why is that making you mad? I'm like, man, I busted my ass forever in clubs and and you know dive bars across the country, opening for great. I, I got to open for a lot of great bands, like you know Matchbox Twenty and everybody else. But it's like, but we were the, the the next big band that never happened. And this dude gets up and sings karaoke on a TV show, and next thing you know, he's he's like Prince walking in there. And had he been like, like I met Ruben Stutter. Ruben Stutter was awesome. Ruben oh, was like, loved Ruben. Bear, Ruben. Bear and I actually, I'm sure Clay's a great guy too. He was just probably in a different space, but it was one of those things where I was like, man, instantly this dude overnight is like a singing sensation, and you know, and 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 uh, yeah. So to that end, I mean, yeah, you know, people go on the show now, and they're a first night. They're not even get a rose on the first night, and they got a million followers. Yeah, you know, and. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I didn't even embrace social media until like five years ago. And <laughs> even then it's like, no one cares. Like who's know? this yeah. Paul <laughs> coming on the scene now? Who's this yeah, guy he, getting his double ARP card? Oh yeah. I mean, you go on my uh, social media, it's all, it's all my dog and my kid. Yeah. And you go on theirs and it's all, like you said, diarrhea, tea and teeth whitening kits. Mm-hmm. Do you so have, yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. Sure. Do you have any regrets now looking back that when you, like, you know, you just got to see your episode and kind of watch yourself again. Do you, did you watch that and like cringe or, or wait to see that awkward no, moment that you were, that you were like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. No, thankfully, you know, I was actually, I will tell you, I told my wife um, when they said they were going to re-air Trista's season. And I'm like, that probably means if they're not going to interview, that probably means they're not going to do my season. I go, I'm really happy about that. And she's like, wait a minute, because that would be cringeworthy television. I don't know if I could watch it. Yeah. I'm like, now watching Trista's season, like I said, I was comic relief. You know, like the, I did miss out on a few things that I thought would have been great in the show. Like we went to uh, SeaWorld and it was a date and she was like in this, I remember, I remember it vividly. She's like standing in front of SeaWorld in this San Diego Chargers, Chargers jersey that's like cinched around the waist like a dress. And she's like, I want to invite so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so to come meet me at SeaWorld. And I'm like, See what? And the, the group of us is watching it on this screen, and I'm like, uh, "Wait, did she just?" And she goes, "And I want, I want everyone to come down and see, you know, all the all the whales and all the things." And I'm like, "Did she just say that I'm invited?" Because I thought she said we're going to see Shamu. That's me. And everyone started laughing, you know. And there's like moments <laughs> like that that I think are funny that uh, didn't make the show. But yeah, the whole 
tons of dancing, and I, I knew the dance thing was going to be in there. I mean, I still don't really remember how that even happened. But. <laughs> yeah. It was a good Roger. I mean, it was a good running man there. It was good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Very- you know, what's crazy is I was pretty hopped up at that point because I will tell you, I like I, I'd never been heavier in my life when I did that show, and I had had I played football in college and stuff. And I had reconstructive knee surgery, and then I was rehabbing my knee. And I decided to play in a softball game and I ruptured my Achilles on the same foot. Of then course. four months later, they called me and they're like, we want you to be on this show and flew me out to LA. And I was like, cause I didn't submit my own stuff. I didn't, I, my, uh, my assistants at my office did. And so I was just sort of thinking it was a joke anyway. And, uh, then when they asked me to be on, I'm like, yeah, why not? You know, then I see the pictures of all the other guys. I'm like, he has been running marathons and stuff. <laughs> like what the hell? And so I go out and I'm like, I'm clearly going home, you know? And so I just had some cocktails and didn't know I couldn't sing journey songs. I yelled out for that. And then, um, you know, I mean, I very easily could have blew my leg out again on that show doing that dance. Cause I did, I also did the Michael Flatley Lord of the dance to segue into the, uh, the, uh, running man. Those are both high impact. Uh, yes, they are. clearly, yes, they are. clearly done in aerobics or class or two. Yeah, you know, I still try to get in there and do a couple uh, donkey kicks every now and then. But you know, that has a lot to do with diversity, which is, you know, kind of a relevant hot topic right now. I mean, what do you think that the show can do to, I mean, because we've got to be sensitive to everything that's happening right now in the world, right? And yeah. the political climate, the racial climate, like what, what, what does the show need to do? Well, I think they took the first step already um, by finally casting a black lead. I think that's important, and I think it's something that's long overdue. I mean, I know Rachel from The Bachelorette, but they needed to have a bachelor, mm-hmm. a black bachelor, I think, mm-hmm. and, I, and, I, and I think they chose a good one, a good guy, and he's a nice guy. Um, so I think they chose a good bachelor there, and I think that, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's hard. You know, I, 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 I say it all the time. I'm like, I haven't had to live my life as a black man. So right. I have no case, you know, from that perspective, but I can say that I, I'm supportive and I'm, I'm, I'm standing, you know, with everyone and, and hopeful that, you know, that this will start something new with the show. And it yeah. won't just, because I mean, let's not kid ourselves. The, the original concept of the show, and I blew this out of the water was like this Prince Charming concept, right? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be this guy with a family title and all this kind of stuff. You know, I mean, Alex Michelle had gone to Harvard and done this and Aaron Bergey's family owned banks. And then along comes Andrew Firestone and then me like, what the hell was that? <laughs> so I think, I think now in, in the, but then you have guys like Nick Vile who, you know, when Nick was the bachelor, I mean, he had basically just been on the bachelor shows for a couple of years previous, you know, and mm-hmm. you have this kind of ebb and flow of these different people. And I think it's very important to have someone, there is someone for everyone out there. And I think that it's, about time. It's long overdue that we have a black bachelor and I'm excited to see, uh, how much fun he has on his season. And, and I'm so excited to see, you know, just all the cool stuff that, that happens as a result of it, because I think that it, it's long overdue and it's something that you're right. We needed to be more sensitive to from a standpoint, from the bachelor nation standpoint too, because there are a lot of people who have been asking for this for a long time. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, good. It's, it's fallen on deaf ears from the standpoint of the of the producers and the people who do the choosing so i i'm very supportive and i'm excited yeah have we seen him before matt he was on uh uh hannah brown okay all right right yeah well 
And he's also best friends. Matt's also best friends with uh, the dude who dated Gigi Hadid for a little while. Uh, yeah, they're like they're TikTok stars now. Uh, say TikTok. Oh, yeah. I can't. Oh, I'm at soccer games. I'm at soccer games. I cannot keep up with the TikTokers. <laughs> all you need is some. All you need is some diarrhea tea and some tooth whitening kits, and you're on board. Listen, I'm ready. Sign me up. <laughs> I'd do it too. I am not above it. I've never said I was. You know it's hard. I can't do it. I cannot do it. So I've done it a few times, and every time I do these ad things, I just feel terrible about myself. You can do it. We can do it either. I don't know. Yeah, it depends yeah, on how no, big the check was. was. Well, that's true. That's true, too. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not saying I'm above it because, hey, man, if I'm in my early 20s, right, got to post a couple things here and there, Yeah, and I have a good time for a couple months, I mean, they're making some good money for that yeah, age. Yeah, that's what actually. I was going to say. Their age, I would be signing checks left and right. Like, yeah. what yeah. do you want me to do? What do you want me to post? Absolutely. Yes. You, wanna, yeah. you want me to go where? I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> Take me there. Speak to who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, I also want to talk about you being on with Hoda. And yeah, Catholic, what or about Jenna you? now. But yeah. How fun. That's been so fun. You know, they. Um, that's uh, that's over 10 years now that I've been doing that with wow. today's show. So do you it, It's interesting because... How does that, that work? Do you commute back and forth? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, when I was living in LA, I would fly out. Then I moved to Seattle. Same thing. And then I now I'm I, I live back in uh, Detroit area, back in Michigan. And um, but yeah, I was in uh, for the longest time I was in LA, and I was always working for Good Morning America because of the ABC affiliation. There's this synergy mm-hmm. there. But then along came a show called Dancing with the Stars, and so. Mm-hmm. When you're the bachelor from 74 years ago, they don't really care anymore when the new dude is done the tango. You know, he's out there doing the foxtrot. He's the new guy that they're going to have in the field. So, um, but what was interesting was I called and I was like, do you guys mind if I do this segment on the Today Show? And uh, they they were super cool about it. They're like, no, you know, go ahead. So I went and did it and uh, I just fell in love with Kathleen and Hoda. And so, you know, I was really lucky that they, they kept bringing me back and then, we would actually do these kind of deals where they, you know, uh, they would work with me. So if I was somewhere else, they'd actually take a taped version of me on the show. And there became a point where I was like, this is just the best job I've ever had. It's yeah. like, you know, they, they um, you talk about an assistance in, in remaining a tad bit relevant. They, they were a big part of that for me, you know, mm-hmm. because for all those years, I would, I wouldn't take the TV shows I was offered. I'd be offered TV shows for like, um, you know, TLC or uh, Bravo or whatever would, would hire, want me to do a show where we travel around the country in a van and I would roll into a new city and I'd have the best new craft beer. And I'm like, I don't even drink beer. And then I'm like, but I also don't want to be gone for 13 weeks with a bunch of dudes who I don't know in a van when I have a girlfriend that I want to marry. So what am I doing? Yeah. And I had to start thinking about my life from that perspective too. And that's what made it so nice that the Kathleen and Hoda were there for me and they kept me on the show for so long because uh, it was actually kind of better. You know what I mean? I still, I, I would have this big blast once or twice a month and then I got to go back to my normal life. And so, um, that's been helpful, you know, cause I think I was going down a path where I was gonna be like Ross from friends, man. I was just rolling through relationships. Like it was nobody's job. <laughs> well, well, let's talk about your relationship now. How did you meet your wife? So I took a job with Sirius XM. I hosted a show, a daily drive time show with Sirius XM for, Four years. Give us a little bit of that radio voice. Bring us in. Uh, well, that's a sad part. I don't know how I kept that <laughs> So when I, when I imitate my, my wife, I'm always like, hey, it's me. It's Canyon. And then when I – so, this is my own voice. So you know, my voice is higher than my wife's. I'll answer the phone and be like, yes, is the man of the house. Like, yes, hold on. Honey, it's 
Um, but yeah, so I, I got this uh, job. Uh, they, they called me. It was with Playboy Radio, and which sounds like an oxymoron, but it actually was a radio station <laughs> on SiriusXM. We did a, a drive time show called The Happy Hour, and very fun. I loved it. It was a really fun time in my life. I did that for four years. I still did the Today Show stuff in between. I still did some Oprah stuff there, and um, it was awesome. And, uh, and then um, my co-host, her, one of her really good friends, and my co-host's name was Jessica, and I was actually, at the time, I, I, I was very, you know, I'm a casual guy, man. I'm not seeing anybody. So I was seeing this girl named Jessica who was from uh, Orange County, and then my co-host's friend's name is Jessica. So... I was like, what? I can't keep it straight. So I was like, I'll, I'll call her Canyon, which is her maiden name. So I, everyone just assumed Jessica's name was Canyon, which is the woman I ended up marrying. But through my co-host, I got to meet her, and we became, you know, it was, again, super casual, whatever. And it's one of those things that, you know, you don't realize, uh, you don't realize what you got till it's almost gone. And she went on a date with some other dude. And I'm like, what in the hell? I'm ready to marry this woman. You know, but I certainly hadn't expressed that earlier. So, uh, yeah, so when we got married, uh, it, our, our, what do you call it? The invitation said Bob and Canyon. Because yeah. everyone just knew her as Canyon because I just couldn't get it out of my head. I still call her to this day. I still call her Canyon. So it's become kind of a funny thing. But, yeah, that's how we met. And then um, she actually moved with me to Seattle when I started working for a company called Lincoln Financial, which is – uh, who I work for now. And, um, I went and, and Lincoln financial has been amazing too, because they let me do all this dumb stuff that I mm-hmm. still do, or I still did, I should say until the coronavirus thing. Um, it's been a, it's been a slow year for me on that side this year, yeah. but, uh, I would probably do still, you know, 20 events a year for corporations and stuff. And I really love it. And, um, and it really lets me satisfy that need for entertainment that I've always had. But, you know, at the same time, it's on a, you know, random Saturday in Maui. I'm like, oh, that sucks. You know, it's great. <laughs> and I can take my family? Oh, my gosh. You yeah. Know? So, I, you know, I wouldn't be in a van with a bunch of film students cricking cr- cr- around the town and trying to make people pay attention to me. So it's yeah. a lot more fun. Big sis would have really come calling if that was what you were doing right now. She would not let it happen. No. Let me just put it that way. For <laughs> sure not. <laughs> yeah. I think the yeah. Playboy Radio thing was kind of the kicker for her. That's when she was done with it. She was. She said, bit. okay, yeah, this is yeah. the last. We're going to wrap it up on this one. Yeah, she's like, this is getting sad. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I mean, she's true, though. I did spring break from Panama City. <laughs> oh. And I'm 42. Yeah, I'm you're like, 42. I'm like, she's got a point. I got a point. <laughs> you're at Club La Vila, Panama City. That's where I was. <laughs> Been there. Three years in a row, we broadcast live from Club La Vila, and I'm like, and every year I'm like, are these people even legal? How right. Yes. And yeah. they're legal, and I'm like, what am I? And they're like, you know, and everyone's like, oh no, Bob, you look really young. I'm like, but now I'm 49, so I'm like, you know, if I were still doing that job, I would be so ashamed of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I will say, I feel like that's why it's hard to watch The Bachelor now. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not exactly sitting around in the house on a Monday night with the, you know, with the pizza and watching, you know, I'm like at soccer games and whatever, and then I DVR it just to try and stay up. But it's just kind of like, these people need a problem and a mortgage. Well. (laughs) <laughs> what about Claire though? That's exciting, right? Claire. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, she's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle a little bit since 
um, you know, everything with the coronavirus and stuff has happened. They had to postpone her season. But, I mean, Claire's going to be – I happen – I know Claire. I really Good. like um, And I think she's a great pick because, you know, for the first time, we're going to have a little more mature woman yes. in that situation. Although I will say, I mean, I love JoJo. I, I thought she was a great bachelorette, you know. I mean, but it, it's going to be nice to have – Someone in their thirties, yeah, you know, it will. refreshing. And, and, It'll kind of yeah. give a show back to what it originally was supposed to be, like yeah. going on there to find love. Yeah, like a twenty-one-year-old yeah. in college. They're still in college, some of them. I'm like you're, you're yeah. not finding love. No, like still on mom and daddy's cell phone plan. <laughs> yeah. We just yeah. don't, you get off. Yeah, you're finding investment. Yeah, it's going to be great to see finding. her on there. I think I think it's going to be interesting. I, I think the casting is going to be interesting because right. You know, more and more now, I mean, when, when we did the show, and Sarah, I'm not sure if this was the case for you or not, but because I'm a few seasons before you even, but when I did the show, we didn't go to Paris, and we didn't go, you know, we, uh, my most exotic date, well, actually, I had an exotic, one of my exotic dates was in Belize, which was pretty fantastic, but the other was Snake River, Wyoming, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and uh, Anchorage, Alaska, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because there was... You know, there's no travel budget. We weren't, it wasn't like the whole cast and crew took off and went to the Netherlands for a month. You know, yeah. now they're in Thailand and we're in Singapore. And it's like, oh my God. I'm like, we are going to Ohio. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? So it was a much different experience back then. We only had to be away from work five weeks, you know. So now I think it's really hard to cast somebody on that show and be like, hey man, you're going to potentially be gone for two months. Mm-hmm. Maybe more. I don't even know how long the show is now. But it's like, you're going to be gone for a long time, and I know you say you're a financial planner, but I have a feeling most of your clients will leave you if you're gone for two months. Right. You know? Absolutely. So that's, that's why everyone has six-packs, because they're all trainers now. They're all tra- <laughs> <laughs> trainers. It's trainers. telling you, they're drinking the fit tea. I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> we need some of that. Well, before we let you go, we like to do a little thing at the end of all of our episodes. We do the popcorn round, where we just kind of fire a quick question, and then you popcorn. just answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay, awesome. So we thought since you're really good at the the guys tell all, we'd have our own version <laughs> with Hoda oh, and Jenna. Yeah, we'd do our own thing. Two point oh. Say it, Southern uh, guys tell all. All right. How does a man know when someone is the one? Uh, they go on another date with someone else, and you want to kill them. <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> uh, you know, I gotta be honest. I I. Loved Can- I fell in love with Canyon, um, and I had gotten it wrong a few times. You know, I'm a divorced man, so I had uh, I had gone to the end of the earth with that whole thing, and it failed. I realized I wanted someone I could laugh with. And Canyon made me laugh like nobody's business. She's funny. She's she's got a sharp tongue. She puts me in my place a lot. In fact, when we first uh, it's a popcorn round, so I'm taking too long, but no, it's good. She met my family for the first time, and we have a little bit of an age difference because I'm I'm 49 and she's 35. But she doesn't want anyone to know that she's 35, so I won't say that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll never forget when we met. I was 42, she was 27, 28, somewhere in there. And um, she meets my family, and and I said something like, "Hey, uh, don't forget," because I'm OCD about everything. Don't forget to do this, this, this. And she goes, "Hey, just because you're the same age as my dad doesn't mean you can boss me around like him." And I'm like, what? "Good." And my family's like, "Yeah, <laughs> keep her." <laughs> yeah, I'm not the same age as your father. Just to put it out there, he's so much older than me. Right. But it was funny. And I thought, okay, this is the one. She's awesome. That's good. Do you feel as a man there's a lot of pressure on a first date? 
You know, if you're, it's a proper first date, yes. Okay. I avoided that like the plague for a long time after the bachelor stuff. I would just be like, hey, I'm having a barbecue at my house. If you want to come over, uh, you know, we're going to have a pool party, you know. And that was my first date with everybody. And so, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, if it's a proper first date, I feel like there's I feel like there's pressure on both parties, though. You know, yeah. I think everyone. But um, but the funny thing is, I don't want to go on a first date and have someone not eat. Um, <laughs> I want to go on a date and actually like hang out with somebody. No, I'm not just have like the cliff notes. And I think, you know, the people you can do that with right away. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you figure it out pretty quickly. And it's like, all right, either we're just going to have a, a fun time. Maybe we're going to hook up or something, or this could be something better, yeah. you know? And that kind of those moments that you figure it out pretty quickly. I hated dating. Like first dates. Oh God. Date? Uh, yeah. Cause you dated yeah. on TV. So how did you do? I mean, yeah, it's different. It's not really. Yeah. I didn't really. Never ate on those dates, though. You'd have Never a ate on those dates. For food, and you'd be like, "Oh my god, what of like?" Tell the story about the bars. Output. Oh yeah. Well, I used to steal. So before I went, one of the casting directors was like, "Hey, we've got some tips. Like we we put money in. Like we got a little wager going, and we think you might be one of the top girls. So here's a few tips. Like they're like eat before the dates." was one of the tips they told me. So every, like, before a date when they the grocery people would come in and I would steal granola bars and, like, stash them under my bed. And so I'd go on dates and I was, like, sticking granola bars in my pants and, like, taking water and chugging water. I was like, I will not be hungry. I will not right. be hungry. Or drunk. Or drunk. And I won't be the drunk one. Yeah. 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 I should have, I should have uh, learned that. I should have had someone to find that out. I was always the drunk one. Yeah, nobody told you that, huh, Bob? Uh-uh. But I was a trailblazer, guys. I was, uh, you know, I showed how to get through a season while drunk. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did have some moments that I'm so glad they edited those out. There was one we were on a yacht, <laughs> and it was like swaying, and I went to reach my hand like to hold onto the door, and I just like kept going. Like, Whoa. <laughs> that is funny. Like oh, that's nice, yeah. and they were, everybody was just like, "Oh my god, that's that's yeah. in the show." Like you're the drunk girl. You're the drunk girl. Yeah, you just became that girl. You're that girl. What well, one moment? Now yep. you're the girl. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um. You're funny, and I'm sure you've had a ton of banter with women, but what's one of the worst pickup lines you've ever... I guess I feel like you're a pickup line guy. Are you or are you not? Oh, no. I don't even know how to use... I, 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 li- I like them. Because they're don't. funny. Because they're like dad joke funny. So good. Like, you know, uh, a buddy of mine... Well, my cousin... So I have a cousin. We call him Roach. And Roach is like... He's exactly the same height as me. He used to be like 400 pounds, but now he's lost a ton of weight. But I used to love Roach because Roach would always say stuff like, you know, was... Was your father a thief? Did he steal, steal the stars from the skies and put them in your eyes? <laughs> Stuff like that. I always be like, like, that's fantastic. Do you use that? And he's like, look at me, I'm 400 pounds. I don't use anything. Yeah, whatever it <laughs> but takes. It was, but it was so funny because he used to just say all these hilarious lines. But no, I don't really have any. I mean, you know, I'd like to think I was smooth, but I think that my awkwardness is what's gotten me through life in general. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Self-awareness. Yeah. Do you think that men and women can really be just friends? Yes, I honestly do. Uh, I have a couple friends that I work with that um, are genuinely great friends. And, and my wife's best friend is actually a guy. Mm-hmm. So, and I've never felt threatened by their relationship. And, you know, uh, but I'm also one of those people, too. If I don't know, it doesn't hurt me. So I'm almost like, hey, if something's going on, that's going to be your across the bear, not mine. So mm-hmm. deal. I'll, I'm not even going to deal with it. You deal with it. But I, I wouldn't expect that from her. And I, I just don't think that would ever happen. But for me, I would say, yes, it's absolutely possible. I know that's the age old question though. You know, it's like people wonder if that can happen. 
And I and I happen to believe it can. I do too. Yeah, I think it can too. Yeah. All but right. you know what I think it comes from confidence though too. You got if, especially if you have a partner. Yes. Your partner has to be confident in that. There and if they're go. not, then you gotta be you got well, two things. I think you've either gotta be, you know, uh cognizant of it and, and or you've gotta wonder if you haven't gotten to that point, is this the right person for me? You know what I mean? It's, it depends on how close that friendship is, I guess. So in that same vein, what do you think men's largest insecurities are? Oh man. How much time do we have on the show? I have a long list for myself. Um, I think everybody's got them. I mean, I definitely, you know, I don't think about my insecurities a lot, but I know I've got them. I mean, um, I think all of us do. You know, we all have those things that like pop up and rear their ugly heads and you just hope it doesn't define you as a person to all your friends and family, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, you know, I I don't know. I mean, I've seen it with a lot of fellas. You know, I think – I think a lot of times, unfortunately, it becomes about their status in life, like where they're at at a certain age and if they've, you know, achieved what they wanted to achieve and things like that. Probably that's something that drives some insecurities with guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know. When you see a dude pulling up in a, you know, a sports car and he's 65 and then you're like, okay, clearly we got a laundry list of things. Where's Dr. Phil? Let's get this thing going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Bob Guinea. I know that much. Oh, please. All right. Since we're, we're here in the South, so we got to yeah. ask, what in is your South. favorite Southern city or place to visit? And I'm going to go ahead and say it cannot be Club La Vila in Panama City. No. We oh, don't, God. we don't no. claim Club La Vila. We don't. We don't. No, no. I don't think anyone claims it. That's an island. Yes. Um, Orangeburg, South Carolina. It's where my mom was born. Oh. I visited it a million times. It's where my, my, uh, my food, uh, originate the, the food I love the most originates from is from the South. So, you know, I mean, my wife just learned how to make grits from my mom and she loves it. You know, like I, I mean, growing up, it was like, you know, we go down and you know, my, my grandma and my grandpa, we just, you know, I, I grew up on collard greens. I grew up on, you know, grits. I grew up on, I, I know Irish stew isn't technically from the South, but my, the way my grandma made it, it was, mm-hmm. but, um, I loved Orangeburg, South Carolina. And I love, I love, I love going anywhere in South Carolina for that matter, but I would say probably for me there. And then I would say also like, I've always really loved the great state of Texas too. You know, I've had a lot of fun there and make a lot of friends there. And so, um, I've been to Lubbock, Texas, which you may or may not know, but you know, and then all the hot spots, of course, you know, like you, you go to Dallas, you go to South Padre Island, you know. Yeah. And you go to all the- <laughs> oh, yeah. There's Club La Vida again. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the Club La Vida of the, uh, the Texas Club La Vida. There you go. Big- you get a houseboat, you turn on some <laughs> Big Papa, yeah. Good times, man. But yeah, so I, I've been, you know, I traveled a ton as a musician for, you know, long before the Bachelor stuff, and I used to love going south. So to me, it was, we, we are, our bigger breaks came from the south because of, like, People like Darius Rucker, you know, like we, we got mm-hmm. to play with Hooting the Blowfish when they were mm-hmm. going up and down the, the you know, the, the East Coast yeah, and East Coast. crushing it, you know, in all the beach communities and we'd be their opener, you know, and so it was nice. really, yeah. Do you still sing? Do you still do that? I do. Yeah. So I still have band from TV, which is, um, a band that I, that I kind of helped start, I guess. Greg Grunberg, Hugh Laurie, Greg was on, um, Heroes and Felicity and then Hugh Laurie of course was House and yeah. James James Denton was on Desperate Housewives and it's kind of a long weird story that all goes back to Chris Harrison but my band was touring um, right after the Bachelor stuff because we had agreed to tour beforehand and um, and so we're touring and we're going through Texas and Chris's mom and Chris were hosting this big event in Dallas 
And we were playing a club in Dallas, Dallas and then had two nights off. So we stayed and also played Chris's event. Yeah. And at that event, I meet Greg Grunberg. And this is, I mean, this is going back probably 15 years, I guess, maybe even more than that. But I meet Greg Grunberg and uh, we became really good buddies. And Greg's like, hey, you should sing with my band. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude. You know, Hollywood guy, you know. Mm-hmm. So I gave him my phone number and I'm like, I'll tell you what, you call me if you're serious and we'll get together and do it. So sure enough, he calls me when I'm back in L.A. and we get together and we, we start this band with Hugh, uh, James Denton, Greg Grunberg, myself, Jesse Spencer, who was also on House at the time, but now he's uh, Lieutenant Casey on Chicago Fire. Um, you know, so we start this band. And um, a few years later, we add in like Scott Grimes. Scott's on, he was on ER for many years. He's an amazing singer and become one of my best friends. And we actually started another band called Guinea and Grimes, which also couldn't think of a better name uh, but uh, we um, so band from TV started playing and we would do all these corporate events and charity events and things like that we ended up raising I mean well over three million dollars for charity and it became wow. Wow. kind of my defining thing like I I was actually more proud of that than the bachelor stuff obviously so I would I'd be on a red carpet talking about stuff and I'd talk about band from TV because it was like you know you have all, the, all these other bands that have celebrity driven components and they all make money off of it and we just yeah. give it all away Good for and you. I don't make nearly as much money as Hugh Laurie, but I get just as much for my charity, and that makes me feel pretty good. Oh, so, that's awesome. I thought a lot about those guys and, and their position in the industry and the fact that they looked at me and didn't think I deserved less money. You know, they were my buddies, and, um, and we still have it to this day. Unfortunately, we had six shows this year we had to turn down. Mm-hmm. So that was brutal. Yeah. 2021, it's our year. Everybody's we're coming <laughs> back. Ready for it. We're coming yeah. back. That's right. Because 2020 has really sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brutal yeah. year. To say the least. All right. One more question yeah. before you go. We'll let you yes. go. You've got, you're busy over there with Grayson. Um, would you do it all again, The Bachelor? Because of I like so much of where my life is now, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. But, um, and, I, and I'm a firm believer in, you know, uh, the paths you choose right, wrong, and different lead you to where you are. So I, I think yes. And I, and I really had a great time and I've made a wonderful, a wonderful bunch of friends along the way. However, if you were to ask me what I do it today, if someone came up to me and I was a single guy and, and they were to say, you know, Hey, we want you to do bachelor. I would be like, hell no, <laughs> no way. I mean, I, I can tell you that like Brad Womack is a glutton for punishment. The fact that that dude did it twice. Cause once you go through it once, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a buzzsaw of emotions, you know, like you're meeting incredible people that you would have never met otherwise. So you have this, I mean, like where would you and Travis have ever met in a different life? Well, I guess probably maybe you would have, right? Cause you guys were, were maybe in Nashville, Nashville maybe, actually, maybe in a bar. Each other. <laughs> yeah, you, probably, well, you, you would have met at the, at the you know, Costco, but yeah. everyone else, you know, so it's like, you know, I, I think from that perspective, it's a really neat, neat experience. And it's a, it's like this weird Petri dish of emotions and things you go through. But in retrospect, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think, I think, yes, of course I would have done it at that same age in that same space, but yeah. today, no. How about you? Would you have done it again? I would do it again at the same age. Same thing. I would never, yeah. ever do it now. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I would do like a reality show, but nothing like that. Yeah. You know? Well, that's just it. I mean, you know, it's kind of funny. Like I kept thinking, God, I can't believe they haven't called me for Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I used to think that about myself. I'm like, Donald Trump, man, he is missing out because I would crush that show. I yeah. would crush a person. You but, and um, Flavor Flav. Uh, yeah, I would have taken down Flavor Flav. Come no on, doubt. I'm not, I'm not a business, what? 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. I mean, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't say no to the idea of doing something, but I, I mean, they, they had called me years when they first came out with, um, with the bachelor in paradise, they mm-hmm. had called me and I thought they wanted me to host it. So I was like, absolutely. And they're like, Oh my God, great. I go, yeah. So I go, uh, what are we doing? Like how, who do I talk to about this? Like, you know, uh, when are we going to start looking over scripts and stuff? They go, no, we mean beyond I go on the show. I said, yeah, are you crazy? I get killed on a show like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that show's like two parts survivor, yeah. one part bachelor, one part cops. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like this show is, is, I would get my life crushed on that show. And uh, it was just hilarious. Man. I was like, you guys have got to be nuts if you think I'm doing that. Yeah. So yeah, I never went back to that stuff. Oh, it's fun. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on St. Southern You've today. You've been a joy. So fun. All right. Bye, Bob. Good to talk with you. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Nice to meet you both. I mean, how nice. Oh, so nice and so funny. He was everything that I thought he would be. I know. You know? Yeah. Yeah, um, me too. And so real. I love people that, I mean, he's like, this is what I was, and I still am this person, but, yeah. like, I've moved on. Like, if they asked me to do it, I would not right. do it. I'll do something else, you know. I feel like whenever he was talking about, you know, captain of the JV team and all that, I feel like Ben Higgins is the new guy like that because... Oh, Ben Higgins is uh now the the new Bob? Yeah. Yeah. And I I love Ben Higgins. Uh I loved his season. I love that he's marrying a Southern girl. She went to Ole Miss to college. They live in Nashville. I mean, I I love that whole thing. Mm -hmm. I just think that he also seems really real, really approachable, normal... Well, it's like they moved. Their lives have moved on. They've grown up. Yeah, like getting married. So yeah, having children. Yeah, you know. Wells Adams, I think, is the same Wells way. Adams, yes, Sarah Highland. I was obsessed with him on that show just because I thought he was funny and quirky and different. Mm-hmm. You know, and they did the whole thing about him not kissing JoJo and all that. You know, and it's just like right because not everybody has to have their tongue down somebody's throat exactly. the entire season. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So anyway, it was, was good. Fun. It was cute. It was fun to see him too with his little boy. Right. Grayson. Yeah. That's what the noise was <laughs> in the background. Yeah. Yeah. If you heard a lot of noise during that interview, is it's Grayson basically remodeling their house. Yeah. He's uh, their 18-month-old. 18-month-old. You know, so I have a cute. funny story about the name Grayson. What's that? Okay. So, well, you know, when you're getting, you know, you're pregnant, you're trying to figure out what you're having, and then they tell you the sex of the baby, and you start coming up with names, right? And you write the monogram out, and you try to figure out. I don't know. I did that. Yeah. Um, but... I wanted GG, so Graham Goolsby is what we ended up with. But I loved the name Graham. Well, my mom was <laughs> rather opinionated that I should use the name Grayson. Oh. And is it a family name or just she just likes Grayson? No, she just likes that name. Okay. And I was like, kind of like, no. I mean, you know what I'm saying? When you like start to know your child, it's like they have this identity, right? And so I'm like, no, you know, I don't think that that and she's like, well, I think that, and my mom's name was Juanita. He, she was like, I think that I will call him Grayson. You're like, what? what? I'm sorry. <laughs> she was like, I think I will call him Grayson. And I was like, well, then he will call you Mama Juan <laughs> for Juanita. <laughs> now, did she call him Grayson, though? No, no. No, okay. By the good. time he got like, here, he was very much a Graham, but, um, and she was, says, you know, Southern woman, she says Graham. 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 Can I talk to Graham? It's, oh, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's Graham. Two <laughs> syllables. Um, but anyway, yeah, he was a doll baby. And I just love that he, like, has his setup, you know, doing the interview and then, like, 
clearly, I don't know, she was probably like... Well, she was getting her hair done. Oh, yeah, going to get her hair done, <laughs> yeah. and he's got the baby. That's what he was saying off before we started the interview. He was had all these interviews today, so that's what he's been doing, is down in, the, in this room with his son, like yeah. playing toys and building things behind him. Yeah. As she's getting her hair done. I know. He just seems like a real, like a real, real, real guy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Had a lot of experience and like ready for the dadness. Yes. The dad. I bet he can tell some dad jokes. But you know he can. Um, but I think too, when, when you're 49 and you're looking back on that kind of stuff, I mean, you do have a different perspective for it, but he was always the guy too that seemed not to take it so seriously. Yeah. And I think that goes a long way with America. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Because, I mean, as much as like we love the romance of Ryan and Trista, he provided a lot of good camera time that wasn't so like heavy. Well, you know what I what I had never thought of before. He said this was that he had mentioned Alex, and he you know came from this big bank who was Harvard, and then somebody else was from the banking, and then Andrew Firestone, and then um, so it was kind of that Prince Charming, the sort of the royalty of America, yeah. meeting all these women, right? Until he came along, yeah, you know, and he was just like the all American guy, yeah, that everybody wanted to date, and everybody knew him, like you all knew a Bob. He reminds me so much of my best friend Bart. Uh-huh. And, you know, when we ask the question at the end, can men and women really just be friends? Yes, that's a hearty yes for me because, you know, Bart was my best friend from sixth grade all the way up until now. One of now. Yeah. And it is, it, he is the all-American guy, you know. Mm-hmm. The next-door neighbor, the guy that, you know, fends off all the other guys from, yeah. from coming to your, you know, whatever. Well, let's just say it's from his southern roots. It is. It's southern it's roots. southern roots from South Carolina. South Carolina. The South Carolina roots. <laughs> That's right. Old grandma down there cooking collard greens and grits. That's right. It's fun that his wife's cooking grits. <laughs> She's probably like, what is, what this, is this mess? <laughs> well, you know, I always love talking to another a fellow bachelor know, nation you, y'all, person. Y'all are like a fraternity that nobody else will ever be in. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting because we all have the same but so different yeah. story. But there is an instant connection. Yes, I mean, anytime absolutely. anytime we get on with these people, it's it's like, because here's the thing. They're real people too. Yes. You know? Yes. So. And it is. It's something like nobody understands until, unless you've been there. So when he's talking about these things, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I know. You know I know. You know I know. You know I know. I've been there too. So fun talking to him. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to Say It Southern today, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.